This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible, and we do appreciate those who are watching at this time. We are especially delighted to have some watching today for the very first time. Thank you for tuning in to watch Getting to Know Your Bible. Now today on our telecast, we're going to discuss this topic, The Half Has Not Been Told. We're going to be reading an Old Testament a text in just a minute, and we're going to be discussing something that is suggested to us by that text. I hope that you'll stay tuned. Now today on our telecast, we continue to make available the free Bible Correspondence Course. We have thousands of people who uh, study, have studied this course and are now studying this course. We want you to have it. You've been, I'm, I'm sure we have some watching now who's been saying, well, you know, someday I'm going to call for that course that Brother Lambert's talking about. Let this be the day that you do it. Don't hesitate any longer. We want you to call for the course. You say, well, I'm not aware of what you're talking about. And is it expensive? No, it's not expensive because it costs you absolutely nothing. We send it to you free of charge. You'll not receive a bill. We'll not ask you for money. When you call, we just need your name and your address. We might even need your telephone number in case something were, if the course were to be returned, uh, we might need to call to make sure we got the address correct. But we need to, we we'll want to send it to you and in order that you might know how to get the course, and actually that you might know just a little bit more about it also, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, Three six five eight zero, or call toll free one eight seven 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 one one five two one four. I'm reading now from First Kings chapter ten, beginning in verse one. Now when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great train, with camels that bore spices, very much gold, and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. So Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food on his table, the, the, the seating of his servants, the servants of his waiters and their apparel, his cupbearers and his entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. And then she said to the king, It was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame 
of which I heard. The queen of Sheba had heard about Solomon. She had heard about his wisdom, his understanding. She had heard about his wealth. And she just couldn't believe it all. So she made a journey to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And after going and listening to Solomon, after testing him with hard questions, after seeing all that Solomon had and all that Solomon could do, she said, the half has not been told. And in a lot of ways, the half has not been told about a lot of things. The half has not been told about God. The half has not been told about the love of God. The half has not been told about the happiness of those who live the Christian life. But I want us to think about this. The half has not been told about the agonies of the unbeliever. Some of the saddest words in the Bible are found in Matthew chapter 25 and in verse 41 where Jesus said, Depart from me, ye cursed, in everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Somebody says, well, Brother Lambert, do you believe that hell is real? Someone says, well, I don't believe it. it is. Well, why don't we let the Bible settle that question? Is hell real? Jesus said so. Listen to him in Matthew chapter 5, verses 29 and 30. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. So Jesus Christ says in Matthew chapter 5 verses 29 and 30 that hell is real. Listen to Jesus again in Matthew chapter 10. And in verse 28, Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Jesus Christ says that the soul of man and the body of man can be destroyed in hell. Jesus says that hell is real. In Matthew the 13th chapter, listen to verses 41 and 42. The Son of Man will send out His angels, and they will gather out of His kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then turn from Matthew the 13th chapter again to Matthew the 25th chapter and let's look at verse 51 again. Then he will say to those on the left hand, 
Depart from me, ye cursed, into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. So hell was prepared for Satan and for his angels. Now let's look at verse 46 of Matthew chapter 25. And they shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Jesus Christ said that hell is real. I'm aware of the fact there are those today who say it's not, but Jesus said it is. There's never been a kinder person than Jesus. There's never been a more loving person than Jesus. There, there's never been a person that showed more compassion than Jesus. And yet it was Jesus, the kind, loving, compassionate one, who said that hell is real. The Apostle Paul acknowledged the reality of a place of punishment. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and 9, he said, Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. Friends, the Bible teaches that there is such a place as hell. And the half has not been told about the agonies of those who go there, the agonies of the unbeliever. Well, someone may ask, well, what is it really like there? What is hell like? Well, it's a place of suffering. In the 16th chapter of Luke's gospel, Jesus talked about a certain rich man that was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a beggar named Lazarus that laid at his gate full of sores, desiring to be fed from the crumbs, which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died, was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man died also. And, and in hell he left up his eyes, being in torments. Seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue where I'm tormented in this flame. Hell is a place of suffering. It's a place of, of torment. In Matthew chapter 25, it's described as being a place of fire. Uh, the, the, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire. Hell is a place of shame. It is a place of disgrace. In Daniel chapter 12 and 2, Daniel talked about the resurrection. And he said that some would be resurrected to shame and everlasting contempt. Hell is described in the Bible as a place of darkness. A place of outer darkness, utter darkness. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 30. It is a place of separation. That is separation from God. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and 9, Paul said that they would be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord. God is light. When an individual is separated from God, he is separated from the source of all light. And then hell is a place of vile companionship. The fearful, the unbelieving, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars will have their part of the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. Revelation 21 verse 8. But hell 
is described in the Bible as an eternal place. Dante in his poem, The Inferno, said that the sign over hell ought to read this, all who enter leave all hope behind. There is no hope because it is an eternal place. If a person were to go to hell for a thousand years at the end of a year, they could say, well, only 999 more years here. There'd be some hope. Or after 500 years, they could say, I only have 500 more years in this place. Then there would be some hope. But, but when 10,000 times 10,000 years have gone by, it will still be in its very beginning. Jesus said, these shall go away into everlasting punishment. That is, there's no end to it. Hell is an eternal place. I'm aware that there are some who do not believe in hell. I wish I could believe it's not real. I, I wish I could believe that all people would believe in God, that they would believe in Jesus, that they would believe the Bible, that they would obey the Bible as it is written, and, and that they would believe in Jesus to the point they'd be willing to repent of their sins, that they'd be willing to confess they believe in Him, that they would be baptized into Christ, they would be added to the church of our Lord, they would live faithful, dedicated Christian lives, and that hell would not be necessary. But so long as there are those that reject God, as long as there are those that even deny His existence, as long as there are those that spurn the Bible, as long as there are those who turn their nose up at the Lord Jesus Christ and refuse Him, then I have to recognize the fact that God, who is a just God, is going to reward those who serve Him faithfully, and He will punish those who do not. It's not God's desire that anyone be lost. No, no. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, 2 Peter 3, 9. God would have all men to be saved, 1 Timothy chapter 2 and 4. And originally, hell was planned for the devil. Think about that. Listen to Matthew chapter 25, verse 41 again. Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil. Prepared for the devil and his angels. But then if we are insistent, on letting Satan be our father. John 8, 44, Jesus said of some, you are of your father the devil. And if we are insistent on being his child, then we're going to go where our father goes. But you see, to escape hell, all you have to do is take the means of escape. And the means of escape is Jesus. Acts 4 and 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Folks, the half's not been told about hell. There is no way that I could describe to you the horror of hell. And I believe if I could, I believe that if some gospel preacher could to, to explain hell to people today so that they really believe in it, I think our world will be a different world today. But we're living in a time where preachers don't preach on it anymore. Oh, somebody says, Brother Lambert, that's negative. That's negative. Well, I realize that, there, that this is not a positive, popular topic.
But let me tell you something. I would not be your friend if I did not tell you that hell is real. I would not be your friend if I did not warn you about the danger of it. And to escape it, you take the means of escape. You, you believe the gospel of Christ. You repent of your sins. You confess that you believe in Jesus. And you're to be baptized into Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Now just suppose that you were going down the road and there was a sinkhole in the middle of the road. And, and it just happened. Huge sinkhole on the side of the road where you're driving. And you know that you could go around that sinkhole and go on your way. But there may be some drivers behind you that do not know about the sinkhole. They're not aware that the, of the danger ahead. And some of them may have their attention diverted from the road momentarily. And they may be driving at a, a rapid rate of speed. And, and unless they know about it, they may drive their automobile down into that sinkhole and some of them may actually be killed. Now what should my responsibility be about the, those that are behind me driving their automobiles? Well, there's something that I ought to do to warn the people behind me of the danger ahead. They need to know that there's danger in the, in the road ahead and they, they need to adjust their speed and they need to be cautious and careful lest they drive their automobile into that sinkhole. Similarly, we should warn men of the spiritual pit of eternal destruction that lies ahead in a life without Jesus Christ. I, I don't know that I could sleep at night if I, I did not think I was in Jesus. And the Bible says that those, are without, those that are not in Christ are without Him, and they're without hope. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12. And, and I want men and I want women everywhere, all over the world to know that they can miss this place called hell. And God in His love, grace, has provided the means of escape. See, the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. I didn't deserve God giving Jesus. The world doesn't deserve Jesus. But He gave Jesus because He loves us. He loves us so. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And I would urge you to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well, Brother Lambert, I have thought about it. I want you to miss this place. And it's not time to be thinking. It's time to be acting. And the most horrible, concrete fact in all of the Bible is the fact that hell is real. But friend, the half has not been told about the horror of this place called hell. But neither has the half been told about the glories of heaven.
This old world is filled with tears, tears of disappointment, tears of shattered dreams, tears of war, tears of broken promises, tears of hunger, tears of disease and death. But according to Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4, hell is a place of no tears. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Oh, it's hard to imagine a place like that. No tears in heaven. No sorrow given. All will be glory in that land. Think about the glories of heaven. It's a real place. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. It is a permanent place. We ha here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Hebrews 13, 14. It's got to be a place of beauty. It is a city. Abraham looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and whose maker is God. Heaven is where God is. Jesus said, pray, our Father, which art in heaven. It is where the saved are. It is where the redeemed are. Those whose robes have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 7, 13 and 14. And heaven is the place where we make our investments. That is, we lay up our treasures in heaven. Matthew 6, verses 19 to 21. And heaven is a place where we have been invited. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. This is a place of perfect rest. In the book of Revelation, in chapter 14 of the Revelation, and in verse number 13, the revelator says, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Heaven is where Jesus is. According to Paul in Colossians, the third chapter, verses 1 and 2, He is seated at the right hand of God. Oh, the half has not been told about the glories of heaven. We should want our names written there Jesus said, Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And those whose names are not found written in the book of life will be cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 20.15 Thus how is my name to be written in heaven? I just want to find out what other people did to have their names written in heaven, don't you? I know what the Corinthians did to have their names written there. In Acts 18 and verse 8 is an example of conversion to Christ. Many of the Corinthians hearing, number one, believed, number two, and were baptized, number three. They heard the gospel, believed the gospel, and they obeyed the gospel by being baptized. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Let me ask you a question. When the roll is called eventually... Will your name be written in heaven? You say, well, Brother Lambert, I, I just don't know. I don't know what to do to have my name written in heaven. Well, I just read to you what the Corinthians did. They heard about Jesus. They believed the story about Jesus. And they were baptized. Paul, uh, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth 
and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Heaven, folks, is just too wonderful for anyone to miss it. But the half has not been told about it. I want to go there more than anything else. I want to go there because my heavenly Father's there. I want to go there because my Savior's there. I want to go there because of the beauties of the place. I want to go there because I've been asked to come. I want to go there because I don't want the alternative and that's to lose my soul. I want to go there because there are people there that I know. I believe in future recognition and I believe the Bible teaches in reunion one day. Oh, we may not sustain the same type relationships here that we have here that, we'll have, that we shall sustain there, but we do not lose our identities nor do we lose our uh, personalities, that is, we do not lose who we are in this life in the next life. It's just too wonderful for anyone to miss it. And heaven is prepared for the prepared. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. Oh, sometimes we say heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. That's exactly right. And there will be no unprepared person in heaven. But the half has just not been told. Are you ready? Are you prepared? I, I wish I could tell you how wonderful heaven is. I wish I could tell you in a way that it would make you want to go to heaven more than any other thing. I don't believe that any of us wants to lose our souls. I believe you want to go to heaven. And to do so, you got to give your life to Christ. Would you do that? W would you believe in Him? John 8, 24, Jesus said, Except ye believe that I am He, you shall die in your sins. Would you repent of your sins? Because Jesus said, Except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And would you as a penitent believer in the Lord Jesus Christ be baptized? Because Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Would you do that? Let me encourage you to do it. If I can help you, please, please, let me know. Maybe I encourage you to call for the free Bible course and also may I invite you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. Thank you for watching today. May God bless you. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational, it's based on the Bible, it's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, 
Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles. <laughs>